0: Weekdays, till midday.
1: It's eight after eleven o'clock. Welcome to the third and final hour of the talking point this morning. Um and for today on our health and lifestyle feature we're Taking a look at medical negligence, and um, as I mentioned in the open line, often when we talk about medical negligence, we're looking at the medical legal aspect of it, right? And um, what must, what has gone wrong? who must uh, be held responsible and accountable and the processes that then one can follow or the recourse that is available, especially to um, victims that, that have suffered at the hands of medical practitioners. The other angle to this, of course, is how the lives of those individuals are affected. And it's often an angle that is unspoken of, right? And yet, um, you know, if you are going into a hospital for a procedure that you're told is, you know, um, of course, they always say that all risks come with surgery, but it's more of a, uh, you know, by the way line often. It said, you know, uh, and, and part of the indemnity forms that you sign also include the fact that you have to acknowledge, you know, that things can go wrong. But by and large, we're given assurances that whatever procedure we're having, Um, You know, that it's the risks of the risks associated with it are not that high and that if there are complications, the doctors that we have are, are capable of managing those complications. So it really is a worst case scenario where things Go wrong. Khengiwe Mbambo is a PR specialist and uh, she is a victim of medical negligence. She will hear more about her story in a moment. Khengiwe, good morning to you. Thank you so much um, for your time this morning. Good morning, (laughs) Khengiwe. Yes, good morning. Can you hear me? All right. All right. Yes, now I can hear you. Yes, I can. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you no for problem. having me. Uh, no problem. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Numpumelelo Mbongwa. Mbongwa is a clinical psychologist. Numpumelelo, good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Chessia
1: and your listeners. Um, Look, how are you? Great. Thank you so much for, for, for coming on to the show. Uh, Numpumelelo, we're doing well. Thank you. So anyway, I want to kick it off with you. And firstly, one really just has to commend you for your bravery in um, speaking up about your story, speaking up about the experience that you've had. Um, you describe your life as having been turned upside down by a surgery, in particular, a total hysterectomy that, has, that, 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 that you had done. Tell us about what happened. Um, I hope you can hear
0: me clearly. Um, I actually love how you began to introduce this whole segment because it's very important for people to understand that, yes, there's the legal part, but there's also a human part to this. Um, And I've gone through it for the past 11 months. I went to do a total hysterectomy because last year I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and 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 I had to have induced injections for menopause, and I thought that was very tiring and very expensive. So my oncologist and I agreed that, you know what, you can do a hysterectomy, you've already got children. I agreed to that 100%. I was 100% into it. So I went to my kind of a doctor that I've always seen. And I had a conversation with him to say, look, this is what I've decided. And he, he recommended a total hysterectomy, which then removes everything so that the cancer doesn't have a chance to either come back or go down to, to that area. Um, I agreed. And obviously, as as uh, I, I always say, as a doctor, you always need to let the patient know of the risks because we don't know what to ask. We are not medical people, right? Um, I'm, in the, I'm in the PR industry. Whenever I speak to even CEOs, I need to explain what PR is and how you measure PR. They don't ask me most of the time. Anyway, I went into surgery on the 20th of December last year. Um, and everything is okay. I signed a consent form. Um, can you still hear me?
1: Yes, we can. Thank you, eh?
0: Okay, signed a consent form that obviously indicates my doctor, um, who I'm not going to mention, with the hospital as well, went into surgery. As I was coming out of surgery, he says to me, and faintly, because I was just very drugged, he says to me, we had to stitch your bladder. Um, And that was just the end of it, of, of the surgery. That's all I heard. Um, Even when he came to see me, because I left on the 23rd, I had a catheter that I had to keep for 10 days. He didn't explain much. He had tests done. He didn't come back to me about the tests. Only now, when I am starting to investigate, things are really coming up and some shocking stuff is coming out. In my mind, when he was saying he stitched a bladder, I'm like, isn't that a urologist's organ? Surely, you know, even now when I think about it, I'm like, surely he should have consulted a urologist in the surgery or called my family to get the consent, or even if he had to, to quickly do it himself, shouldn't there be a consult before I was discharged? Anyway. A month to two, three months later, I started just feeling pain and I thought to myself, no man, it's probably the stitch because it's it's a big stitch. And I went to him in February and he said to me, no, you must, you know, you must, it's just probably just the pains, the cetera, et cetera. And I said, let's just make sure, can we, can we check? And then I did a CT scan. Um, even when I did the CT scan, I was not discharged by him. He sent another doctor to discharge me. And I asked this doctor, I'm like, what are the results? And he's like, your doctor is going to call you. On my way home, he calls me acting like he doesn't know where I am. I'm like, I'm on my way home. I just got discharged by your colleague. And he says to me, yes, you need to see a, urolog- a urologist. There's something that's wrong. Then I started seeing my urologist. I'd had a big surgery in March for six hours, which didn't fix the issue. But the issue was when he was stitching my bladder, he mistakenly nipped my uterus, which is um, the, 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 the tube that leaves the kidney and takes the urine to the bladder. So I, on my left-hand side, my, 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 my urine was sitting on my kidney until the time my, a urologist saw me in March. I had back pains. I was I was I was very sick, and I had questions. I'm like, why didn't he say anything? You know, you know, when you're still going through something, you don't know how to make sense of it. You're like, okay. I kept asking my urologist. Obviously, he can't speak for a gynecologist, but I kept asking people, nurses, and this happened at a private hospital. No one said anything to me until I took upon myself to start investigating, to ask for the notes, to ask for the records, to ask for the reports. I lost my job. I couldn't work. My family had to see me going inside of hospital. I think I was admitted 10 times to that same hospital. Um, I went to surgery, putting stents upon stents. I had had infections. Um, I have a partner. I could not be a, a partner fully to him because... I was just having infections. I had, I had problems upon problems. And this week, Friday, um, last week, I took a decision and with my urologist that I'm going to remove this kidney because I'm living with pain. So this week, Friday, I'm going into the hospital to remove my kidney, because my left kidney, because it's just painful. But the great thing about it now is that I've started seeing how doctors... Uh, conduct themselves and I, I had questions I'm like why didn't he tell me this why didn't he do this because my just said to me come on Thursday let's sit down let's talk about what it means to remove a kidney before you actually do it so I'll have all of that information all of the consent he even said to me I'm going to need assistance mm-hmm. all of these things mm-hmm. I have information too but and I just I just want to add this to, to to this as I investigate um, number one I saw that when he gave me his, his report, I had an assistant. He, there was an assistant in my surgery that I didn't consent to. And when I investigated this, this assistant, I went to HPCSA and I asked, who is this person? It turns out this person is not a doctor. But this doctor was in my surgery. Um, I just can't say his name. Um, I know I sent your producer the email from HPCSA saying we do not know who this person is. Mm-hmm. So there's a bigger case here. Um, of consent because I have every right to consent I have a constitutional right for privacy and uh, confidence the hospital I've been to them twice and I asked them who's this person you should have this information no one has this person there's a case that's been opened at Douglasdale for fraud and this case is just becoming bigger and bigger every single day and I just I don't know how I'm holding on
1: all right all right. What, what, I mean, what an ordeal that you have bring, been through, Khengiwe, um, and certainly a, a difficult time. I think on the one hand, there's the what you've been through physically, just having to go through um, all of the multiple surgeries you've needed, but also the emotional impact of it all, the psychological impact of it all. We'll continue this conversation after this.
0: The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All
1: right, we continue the conversation on The Talking Point. Tlingiwe Mbambo is a PR specialist who is also a victim of medical negligence. Numbumelelo Mbongwa is a clinical psychologist. Numbumelelo, just listening to Tlingiwe's story, one can hear how many different aspects of her life have been affected by what she's going through what would you say to somebody like her and I think many others who are experiencing or who have experienced medical negligence?
2: Um, first, uh, I'd really like um, to express my empathy towards family. I mean, you experience such cruelty and trauma at the hands of qualified people. You have trusted them with their life, but... Unfortunately, many people like Kenny experience that. But first thing, maybe I can differentiate for us here. Kathy, there is a, a, a vast difference between medical negligence and a medical accident. So with negligence, I think it would refer to something that could have been prevented, like Henry said. Based on all the checks and balances that would have been done, this would be based on the best practices of the doctor, the qualification tests that are done and the resources of the institution. Uh, whereas with the medical accident, um, though the doctor may be qualified and trained, but there is always that one chance for for a risk factor with all the procedures and examination, where there is that of a human era, however, um, it, 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 it's just equally traumatic whether it was an accident or a negligence, but on her part, it really does seem like it was negligence really. the doctor was not qualified and was not working in the best interest. So what I would say to her is um, talking about it and re-narrating the story for her to make sense of what happened to her. Um, kind of like getting the clarity, it kind of relieves the patient from all these feelings of resentment and and guilt and um, because it wasn't her fault. Um, You get to sit with feelings of, should I have consented to this? What if I hadn't done? And that gets weighing on a patient and you sit with feelings of being, you know, in no mood as well as anxiety. And a lot of distrust, Um, because she still is in the system. The patient still continues to go for either reconstructive surgery or corrective surgery, but in the same um, sentence, mistrusting the people that should be treating her.
1: Dealing with all of this, um, I think, and still having to be present in your family, still having to be present in, in your relationships, that can also just add to to the burden of of the moment how how would you advise that that people try and and navigate that space too hello hi numpumelelo hello numpumelelo all right. It looks like we've lost Nombumele on the on the line. Perhaps I think you you can speak to us then about what you have been doing in this in this period because it's been a lot. How are you managing it all? I'm not gonna lie. At first, I c- I really
0: couldn't. Um, but having a very strong partner and a very strong family, my mother and everybody else that's in my family, supporting me. And I think the biggest thing is knowledge you know I went and I read the national acts the national um health act Um, I read the bill of rights what what my rights are and I think for me being educated in that perspective kind of helped me because then I could see that no man something is wrong. This there's a there's an informed consent. There's something called being violated bodily um, integrity on section whatever whatever. So for me, it was just about. N- Getting the knowledge and really having those conversations with my partner, and also um um I I, I did go. I actually was admitted to a Kiso for a week because I just couldn't take it. I just needed silence. So seeing a psychiatrist, seeing a, a clinical therapist, seeing those people, and actually talking about my story. There's someone who I read a, a WhatsApp. The whatsapp story it says, "Be a warrior, not a warrior. And at first, I was so much of a war- a warrior. now I-, I want to be a warrior in my st- in my own story, and not just me because every second person I speak to would say, "Oh, you know my mom, they also did this, or oh, smangmang and it's so much in the community. I've got emails and emails and WhatsApps of people that I'm communicating to right now who are going through the same thing and also reporting it to HPCSA, reporting it to the police. I've been fortunate because HPCSA has been very transparent with me as to what's going on. They're investigating this bogus assistant doctor that was in there. Um, The police are also, um, the investigator has been just giving me feedback. Yes, he's getting resistance from the doctor because we haven't got his statement for four days now. And obviously, surely if you know this assistant and you hired him, you should have just told us in the beginning that this is the person. But that's not the case. But having those people um, not shout at me when I call and say, what's the update? And just being supportive because they know this can't be easy. This alters your whole life
1: completely. And and tell me, um, have have you decided to... Um, officially pursue um, any other action against this doctor for now.
0: Um, yes, so the HPCSA is busy with. Um, I know that the, the 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 board is looking at my case at the moment at how professional he acted during that time, um, and it, it's been very quick because I always say what two years? Two years? It cannot take two years to see if there's a negligence or not. Um, the police are also. I actually want this person in prison. Both doctors so the police are busy doing a fraudulent case and I know when they spoke to me they said if he if this bogus doctor did touch me because the, the 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 description of an assistant is someone who will help you with an incision who will help you clamp who will help you sew and I don't know who this person is so the case is also moving to attempted murder
1: all right oh absolutely yeah I mean unbelievable mm-hmm. um what you've been able to to uncover Colani, I want to take your call quickly. You're in the Eastern Cape. Please keep it as short for me as possible, please.
3: Oh, uh hi, uh, Suscase, you?
1: I'm well, Colani. Go for it.
3: Okay. Uh thanks, Um I called yesterday, um, but the lady ordinate the call. But this is the perfect show tomorrow. Um, here is my story, Suscase. I'm calling on behalf of my mother. Um, who went for um, an operation on the twenty second of march uh, at life St dominic's in east london now the doctor who operated her uh, she was uh, she was there for a total knee replacement but when we she, she she was in theater for about five hours now when we came to visit her, uh, she told us that the doctor said there was an accident in theater, but she never explained what um what type of an accident that uh, was. Now, the problem that we are facing now, the doctor never told us uh, what happened. Uh, my mother came up with two um, uh, operations. Um, the first one is the total knee replacement. Then on the side of her tibia, there is also another operation. Um, now, the problem that we're facing now, my mother has got a numb, um, a, a leg. I'm not sure what you call in country uh, is in English, but she has got those a um, uh, tickling sensation, and also she cannot walk without um, the 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 the, the, the Now, one other problem that we are facing now is that, apart apart from the fact that the doctor never told us, never tell us what happened, um, we seek another. A medical uh, intervention from another a doctor, but the doctor said he cannot attend to my mother's case until or unless uh, the doctor who operated her uh, um, explain what happened because um, no, no, no one wants to. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Now the the the, the another issue is that on the thirtieth of October we went there for and. For for, for, a for check-up. medical checkup, mm-hmm. yeah, but the doctor denied that we, we had we had uh, a checkup. Even though the the business card says that we've got uh, we've got a checkup on the 30th, yes, and also he's in capacity. You know,
1: you know, what, Kalani? This sounds like the kind yeah. of matter that um, the um, health ombudsman. Um, would be interested in, so I would highly encourage you to lay a complaint with the health ombudsman. We'll give you their details offline, um, so that you're able to pursue it better. But it, it would also, you know, need uh, the 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 officials in the province um, to to look deeper into to understand what exactly. Um, has gone on, but in, in in the in some instances you might find that there, there's a reluctance to do that, which is where the the, the health ombudsman then would be able to come in. Um, anyway, let me let me thank you for coming onto the show as well, and and for sharing the story um, that you have with us. And really, I think so many people will learn from your experience. It's time for the latest news headlines.